know about you ladies, but I actually like that men are different than us. And I talk about this a lot on Cancel Me Baby, right? I often celebrate and talk about the differences between men and women. Well, guess what? We're twerking and we're changing things up on this Tuesday. And I'm going to flip that idea on its head a little bit. I'm going to, because I got to keep you on your toes, right? We took last week off because I wrote my op-ed in USA Today. We're going to get to that little bad guy in a little bit, but I got to keep you on your toes. So I'm going to flip that idea of our differences on its head today. Brace yourselves. Okay. Yesterday. Yesterday was the 30th anniversary of the iconic, name for me more, uh, more of an iconic movie than Thelma and Louise. I'll wait. I will sit here and wait with my sitting on my hands, okay? Name for me more of a feminist, badass, iconic movie than Thelma and Louise, which turned 30 yesterday. I can't believe, actually, it was... um, it was only, I was only a couple months old. I was a little, little baby Taylor when it came out, how far we've come. Actually, that's on the theme of today. But yet again, this is not about me. It's about Thelma and it's about Louise. Okay. And how badass they were feminist, iconic. Okay. You saw them out on the run, being super violent, playing around with Brad Pitt as their little boy toy, you know, as we all do in our minds or in real life, right? Literally the most powerful, like putting a cop in the trunk of his car and locking him in there, blowing up some asshole cat collars, a truck to smithereens. Incredible. And the most incredible thing about Thelma and Louise is that both of these women were victims. They were actual victims and they never acted like victims right? They never did till the bitter end. There's going to be a hardcore spoiler in here. I'm sorry. Get up to date. Funny enough, I actually just watched Thelma and Louise pretty recently. And I was like, shook Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I've never seen women at, like literally to the bitter end. If you know, you know, but you know what? Only in our culture, only in our culture would that milestone movie not be enough not be enough for women representation in Hollywood, right? For women empowerment. What? How? How? Okay. So here's what I mean. Starring Susan Serena, by the way, and Gina Davis. Okay. The dynamic duo of our time. Not enough. Revolutionary, liberating, but no. Okay. So a piece just came out in The Independent, and this is how the mainstream media talks about this movie. Like, it was supposed to be this, you know, shift and wah, wah, it wasn't. Like, what a wet mop on our parade, okay? So this new piece came out in The Independent, and it literally says that. It says it was the movie that was, quote, was supposed to change everything. Not enough. Here's a piece that was from Time in 2016, five years ago to celebrate the 25th anniversary. Same idea, long thought out anniversary piece. And it says the movie, quote, did not necessarily mark a turning point. And it's like, here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. I don't know what the representation was at 1991 in that time when the movie came out, but get a load of this, okay? Hold on to your panties. In 2014, in 2014, 12%, 12% of the top 100 highest grossing movies had female protagonists, just 12. Okay. 
not looking too hot for us ladies, not looking too hot, but get, get this five years later in 2019, that jumped to 40%, 40% from 12% to 40%, right? And here at this mainstream media outlets are complaining. We're still, you know, we're not, we thought Thelma and Louise was going to bring us all this change. And here we still are. And it's like, nothing is enough. They just keep moving the goalposts over and over. And it really made me wonder, are women always going to be acting like the victims here? I really wonder in my lifetime, am I, 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 I hope, and we're, we can do this together. Okay. Yay, rah, rah, shish, gamba. We can change this culture together because I want to raise little girls who don't see themselves as the victims. And I'm hoping that our mainstream narrative shifts. Okay. Here's a little sidebar. I've met Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon, and they're both badass bitches. Like they live up to the hype. I know that they're characters, but they like Gina Davis, they're both so smart. Uh, Gina Davis actually like launched her own company business in which they do research regarding, I think some of these stats actually may have come from her, um, organization regarding like women and representation in film, et cetera. So she's committed to the cause, right? Susan Sarandon, I interviewed her, uh, at a junket, you know, which are often like so stiff and awkward and everyone just like wants to die. That one Louise style. Okay. Pun intended. And we're just having a good time. I interviewed her with Cheryl Hines for bad moms too, the Christmas theme one. And here she is like, look at her in her leather jacket. Like, tell me, tell me that is not Thelma and Louise. Okay. And she's looking at me like, bitch, what we we're talking about funny enough, uh, again, boss bitch, um, that it, she was like, yeah, you know, sometimes like when the kids are in town, you need to just like get a hotel room so you can bone. And that's what it is. So true boss, true feminist yet again, right there. Right. Because ladies, we like to have sex. Hence Brad Pitt making you, you know, orgasm. till the cows come home. Okay. Case in point. Right. So this brings me to my USA today op-ed, which is why last week we took off. I miss you so much. And I can't, you know, I said this on my IG story, but everyone who showed it so much love literally made my world go round. In the piece, I, I called out, you know, I, the jumping off point was my experience with Chrissy Teigen, which you all know by now, you know, calling out her bullying, how I had called it out years ago, but it, it's not about that. That was the jumping off piece. But for me, like the real, the real thing I was fiery Taylor fired up, passionate about is this like these BS narratives in the media, specifically when it comes to female centric outlets, right? Because they will spend all day long bulldozing over men with their John Deere trucks, but they somehow are so, so petrified of calling out another woman that they will tiptoe around Chrissy Teigen, who has outwardly hurt and probably ruined who God knows how many mental states of women. It's like, oh, oh okay. How are you not going to call that out? And the subtitle, and I was so psyched because that was what, because I've worked for these outlets. I know how they roll. And that was the main message I wanted to get across. And I was psyched because USA Today used this on the piece as their little subcaption. It says, female-centric news and entertainment outlets shouldn't be afraid to call out their female heroes like Tegan when they degrade and hurt women. Exactly. Like that was the main point. And I'm so glad that they had focused on that because here's the thing. Here is the thing right? If y'all are really all about like men and women equality are the same, well then call them out equally and prop them up equally. How about that? Don't be sitting here with Santa sleigh 
taking out every guy who is in your path and in your chimney or not, and then still be braiding Chrissy Teigen's hair after everything that we've seen, you know, then don't make it about gender, really be equal and have an equal playing field. If that's what it's going to be about. And further stop villainizing men at every turn. Right. Do you guys think we all want the same thing? Like we all want a better tomorrow. Do you think by villainizing men and taking a shit on them and being like, you suck for your very existence, that they're somehow going to be like enlightened, be like, oh, I get it now. No. So I say in my piece, we need to include them in these dialogues so they understand, right? Have empathy toward how we feel our day-to-day lives, how they could be better. Not sit here like the Salem witch trials, right? Burning them at the stake. And the response that I got from this piece was so crazy because I had people, and it may or may not be surprising to you, but I had people, guys, from all over the country, all ages, races, gender, woke, not woke, left, right, center, you name it, be like, thank you. Thank you. And I'm not like trying to toot my own horn. It's not about me. I think it's it's so indicative of what people are thinking and feeling. Number one, they're like, I'm shocked, sadly, that this even ran in USA Today because we know like the mainstream narrative, even these companies, right? They they like <laughs> bend down and and cave to the woke at every single turn. So they're like, no, one, no, number one, I'm surprisingly shocked it even ran. And number two, so many people said, this is the only piece, not only in pop culture, but about this Chrissy Teigen scenario that makes any sense that actually thinks how I think and how I've been feeling, right? And how I think it shows, number one, how people are hating this divide. We are all so lame biz. I think most people fall in the center and they think that this shit is kooky town. Number two, that the cancel culture isn't solving dick. It's making people separate even more. It's making people fester and anger and confusion, right? And annoyance which is not growth. And number three, like I said, shutting people out of conversations. I had so many people, men and women who were like, yes, yes. Include the men. Let's go. Let's get it popping. Mrs. Claus and Mr. Claus. It is May. Why am I talking? Why am I having these Christmas analogies? Okay. Someone stop me. Someone come get Rudolph. And The reason I'm so passionate about this, and I've talked about this on my show a lot, right? It's not only this sort of like divide that these outlets mainstream, even these pieces, like I talk about in time in the independent, right? Outlets I've worked for, even like companies, they perpetuate this divide, you know, with men and women, but I've, I've been immersed in it. Like when I was in Hollywood, I've talked about this. I went to so many like female conferences, right? And I feel like already, whether it be about like business or entrepreneurial things or blogging, whatever it is, here's a picture. I'll bring it up at one of them. I think it's called blog her. Uh, when was this from 2016? Oh, five years ago, actually, um, with Kim Kardashian by she knows media blogger. Here's Kim talking. And I'm even like propping Kim up. I'm like, say what you want about her girlfriend is running some shit. Still believe that consistent as a as a cool gal. (laughs) I was going to say consistent as a cat, but I probably just made that expression up. But that already, it's like an echo chamber, right? Women talking to women about how men suck and we got to rise above. Imagine, imagine what those circumstances would look like if it were like dudes were in the crowd and it's like a big old like 
session, ring around the rosy therapy, whatever you want to call it with guys and girls, how much more productive that would be than have a bunch of impressionable young girls. I don't know, in their late teens, early twenties, hearing about how the patriarchy is stifling them at every turn and how they need to like rise above. It's unbelievable. And even when I've talked about this on my show, like I can see, like, there are so many guys. And again, it's not that I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to be their mom and cook them dinner and do their laundry. That's not what I'm saying. But they're like, you know what, Taylor? Number one, like, absolutely. You know, we want to be included. And I even, so this is a shout out to Casey, um, one of my regular listeners, Casey, uh, out in Georgia. And Casey said to me once, it actually might be in one of the public comments. I think it may be on my entourage episode, right? Where I talk about all this. And he said, like, as good dudes, we hate the asshole cat calling misogynistic dudes too right? So we need to all be included in this dialogue for the solutions of our dreams. And the sad thing is, the sad thing is, is that we're still, we're still seeing like coming from Hollywood too, right? And Hollywood like sets the tone and kind of like paves the way for where our culture is, right? And is reflective of that and where it's going. And the thing that's crazy to me is that Hollywood like still acts like we're Susie Homemaker, Betty Crocker in the fifties. And it's like, we've come so far. They still have these outdated views and I just don't, it's, it's not helping us. Right. So here's an example. Funny enough, the other night, I kind of went down this rabbit hole. Do you guys know how sites like Hollywood Reporter and Variety will do those actor actress roundtables? So I was like going down this rabbit hole the other night watching a bunch of them. And I had watched one had like, uh, JLo. And I think it had like Aquafina. Um, there was one that had like Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Winslet, uh, Kate Blanchett, Helen Mirren. Right. And I watched them in fall. And these are from, I don't know, they're within the last like five years, maybe. So it's not like they're from the stone age. And it's crazy to me, but it was also really like refreshing because you could totally see like the stark difference in the generations and their mindsets, right? So here's an example in the round table with Jennifer Lawrence, because Jennifer Lawrence like was me. I was like, we are separated at birth. Everything she said is I feel like how I and a lot of you guys would see things, right? So for example, Kate Blanchett, number one is all the older actresses you could tell blames everything on men, right? Whether it be like shitty roles, um, bad pay, uh, behavior such as me too, which of course, like no, no inappropriate behavior is okay. Um, but things like that, you know what I mean? Like cliches, like women, you know, women in film didn't have like a really like a good plethora of like juicy rolls to bite their teeth into like, you know, things like that. Of course, everything is men's fault, right? Because it was a man's game and they're running the show and they're the gatekeepers and the high up positions. Okay, I can acknowledge that, sure. But now, like we've come so far. So that's like the overall tone. So then you have Kate Blanchett who says a comment regarding why there aren't as many female directors in Hollywood as men. And she says, like speaking of the 50s, Betty Crocker, she says, you know, well, women, let's face it, whether we like it or not, women are the ones like home, putting food on the table, taking care of kids and men, well, they can just go out and do whatever the F they want. So yeah, when you're a movie director, you have to carve out like two years of your life to dedicate yourself to that. And women like can't do that. We have too many other responsibilities. Here comes Jennifer Lawrence, right? Blazing the trail. 
And she asked her like so bluntly and directly, she's like, okay, but what about guys who are fathers and run their households and there are hands on dads? Like, what about them? And I'm thinking, I'm like, right, right. Hello. It was just so like that to me is like feminist. It's like, right. And even when they're talking about things like, you know, getting high up positions or having lower pay, Jennifer Lawrence says she's like, and I've talked about this too on the show. She was like, well, maybe women just aren't as confident. Maybe we're just not as confident as men to ask for the things that we want, you know? And they're all like, (gasps) but it's like, kind of, I've said it before, honey, if you want the raise, go ask you demand supply and demand. They want a piece of you. Well, you get a piece of the grain. And I don't mean weed. I mean the Benjamin. Okay. There was even a moment in the other round table with Aquafina because they were all complaining. Same thing. Like all the older women were complaining about like all like the male directors and how like horrible they were and da 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 da. And it's so refreshing because Aquafina, who's like my age range, I don't know exactly how old, she's like, it's so crazy for me to hear you guys say this because she's like, I've pretty much only worked with female directors. It's like that stark, it's like, boom, goes the dynamite. That stark difference, right? And then here is like the comment that J-Law, I was just like, girl, girl, where, where is the valedictorian status? Because she talks about how, because when they're talking about people in power, especially in Hollywood, right? And I said this, my whole 50th episode of cancel me baby was dedicated to this idea, but she made a comment that was so like bang, bang, bang. And she said, oftentimes I'm paraphrasing, but she said, oftentimes the women in power in Hollywood are more ruthless and more misogynistic and degrading against women because they can be, they have the room to be, she said. And I so, so agree with that. Right. It's because like no one checks them. No one puts them in their place. It's like, they're allowed. They can, right? I bring it back. Look at what's going on with Chrissy Teigen, right? Like I said in my USA Today piece, she's not only a woman, she's woke royalty. So I I guess we're just gonna bow down and can't call it out. Let them get away with whatever they want. You know, a man in that position. Oh, okay. A man would be like (laughs) castrated. Okay. And then they would be making like a stew with his balls. But that brings me to my next point about positions of power, right? Positions of power in Hollywood or elsewhere. Did you ever think that maybe it's not so much of a difference between men and women? And I've talked about on the show before, right? How men are aggressive physically, women are aggressive like verbally and mentally. We will make you wish that you fell on Louise your way off like five cliffs by now. But when it comes to being in a position of power, maybe that we can acknowledge there's a certain like bone in your body. Honestly, I don't even know if I have it. Like you have to be savage. You have to be savage. And I don't know that that's having to do with being a man or a woman. So let's take it back to some of my recent episodes, right? People who like have this in their DNA. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. Again, don't know the, the exact deets of how hardcore she was on her show. However, being a red carpet reporter out there, people were like, Taylor, save yourself, become a nun before you go work for Ellen, okay? It's a no. You're not gonna wanna do that, okay? 
even in my recent episode about Entourage, right? How the show would portray all these women in like high up badass positions, whether it be like studio execs or like agents, whatever, cutthroat. Cut will make you wish that you were dead, like I said. Um, even like people like like Chrissy Teigen, think about it. It's like, you, you don't need a, a trait of a man to be that like savage. If anything, it's like, it's like worse. Like, it's like those traits that a man has and even on steroids, right? No pun intended. So I don't think that that's necessarily a male versus female thing. And that brings me to my bigger point, which is why do we always have to make everything about gender? We always have to make everything about gender, whether it be blaming men for things that haven't happened yet, you know, for progress that hasn't been made or blaming them for bad things or not being able to acknowledge like any of the good things. It's like they've done no good and all bad. Here's the thing. I want women to win. I want women to win when I am one. I want women to win just as much as I think women like Kate Blanchett and these and Jennifer Lawrence and these actresses do. I want women to win just as much as these outlets, like the ones I call out these female centric, you know, the cut bustle. I want us all to win. Okay. But we're not going to win. We're just not going to win by number one, playing the victim all the time, as if somebody constantly has us under their thumb. We're not going to win if our dialogue is constantly talking about this, talking about how like, oh, it's just so awful being a woman in whatever industry it is and men run the show and on top of it, not including them. And we're not going to win by solely talking about our differences as men and women in a good way, you know, take it back to some of these powerful people. I think that we can acknowledge like there are traits that they share good and bad. It doesn't just have to be like, oh, women are this in a good way and men are this in a good way or women are this in a bad way. Men are that in a bad way. No, it's like we can share some of those qualities too. We can acknowledge, say for like the high up studio exec, we can acknowledge that they are ruthless and you would not want to cross them on a bad day. If you have any hope for seeing the next day, right? Male or woman, it's just something in them. We can, we can share those traits, right? So we don't win. We're not going to win by going in this circle round and round since 30 years ago with Thelma and Louise, even though it did massive strides, massive strides. Think about how many movies were inspired by that, right? By continuously, look, uh, 2019, 40%, nearly half of the highest grossing movies were female protagonists, okay? That's how we win. That's how we win. And the irony is even in the an independent post saying like, oh man, like Eeyore, like meh, meh, that, you know, we're not where we're supposed to be. And even acknowledge like some of these Oscar contenders, these big Oscar movies, right? With women being badass, right? Nomad land, promising young woman, yet it goes on to be like, not there yet. And it's like, no, we win by number one, acknowledging how far we've come and taking responsibility for that being like, yeah, yeah, we worked hard. Yeah. I'm standing on the shoulders of women before me who have done this. And yeah, we're going to keep going. 
yeah, we're going to keep going. That's how we win by, by celebrating all of the opportunity and then going out and grabbing it celebrating the prosperity, right? The fact that we're not in the fifties anymore with blueberry muffins waiting, patiently knitting. That's not us anymore. It's not us. Look at the CEO, CEO of Facebook woman, CEO of Barstool woman. I could go on and on. That's not us anymore. So what is it serving us to be in a time portal and to pretend? Because if we're so focused all the time on where we were, how the hell are we going to get to where we're going? It's certainly not by throwing men under the biggest bus you've ever seen all the time. And that's why in my USA Today piece, I really do call on these outlets to change their approach, to change their dialogue, to let men in, to not paint them out like the boogeyman every five seconds. Because not only is it going to make women resentful, it's going to make men resentful. It's not going to really help them understand anything. If anything, I think it's going to make everybody awkward, tense, tiptoeing, right? It doesn't serve us. So that's how we win. We bring them into the fold and we figured this shit out all together. And on top of it, yeah, we take the W. We take the W on how far we've come and what we have yet to do. We did that and we're still doing it instead of being woe is me all the time. Even think about like the most empowering songs, right? The most empowering, like when you just feel or the most empowering groups. I've joked before, you know, my idol, Stevie Nicks. She's over here making Lindsey Buckingham be her backup singer as she sings about what a dickhead he is. Feminist, Spice Girls, same thing. They're out there shaking their ass, singing about whatever it is, like putting their guy in place, making money, even about how great guys are and how they love having sex. It's not like you're the bane of my existence. No, girl power, all about it. Feminist, right? Destiny's Child, independent woman, all about like making your own cash, buying your own rings, buying your own cars. Feminist, not blaming men, okay? Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman, man shirt, short skirts. That's it. We don't have to be complaining about them all the time. So I bring it back. I bring it back to Thelma and Louise. These are the ultimate not victims take control into the until the very end where they take control of their life so much. They literally hold hands, kiss and run their car off a cliff and die together. That's how in control they are of their narrative until the very end. And you know what's so sad to me? In the independent piece, I read about this. This is how they framed it. They framed it that the reason that they did that is because that they, quote, had no way out. They said that they had no way out because everywhere they were was the patriarchy, whether it be their shitty husbands, whether it be the gross ass cat callers, whether it be Brad Pitt, who like stole their money and ran away, whether it be the men who assaulted them, whether it be the police who are running after them. Right. So their only way out was to kill themselves. And I'm like, really? That is so sad. And that's so pathetic. I was genuinely when I read that, I was like taken aback. I was a little like ill. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you do Thelma and Louise that way? I didn't see it that way at all. These are the ultimate not victims take control of their destiny women. Maybe ever that we've seen on screen. It was that powerful. They just did not care. It was so liberating and freeing.
And that's what I want to tell you guys today. They didn't blame the world for their issues. Even after everything that they, all the horrible things, like I said, they were victims that they had been through and they still didn't. So I ask you guys today, are you going to give all of your power away to men? Cause that's what it's doing. That's what this is doing. Are you going to give all of your power away to men as if they are the end all be all for every problem and every solution, every cause, every effect, every setback, every accomplishment and progress as if it's just up to them. So I ask you again, are you or are you not going to give all of your power away to men? Just like that, honey. You're Thelma and Louise.